What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Two Minute Drill presented by Deep Dive Sports. This week, you got myself, Nick, and then David and Brian on the episode. And it has been a crazy week in the NFL, just with the playoffs going on, lots of crazy games. We also have some, you know, we're going to talk about Brady, obviously. We're going to talk about Rodgers, and we're going to talk a little bit about Sean Payton since that happened just a little bit ago. But to start off the episode, we're going to start off on first down, and I'm going to let the guys uh, give one takeaway that they took from this last week in the NFL playoffs. Brian, I'll let you go ahead and go first. Um, the crazy season gets crazier, and I just love the fact that we got two kind of low, lower seed teams, you know, making it to the conference, you know, championship. Is I mean it's it's always awesome when you see you know a six round or a six seed team make it this far in. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely agree. I think probably three out of the four teams left, you probably thought that they wouldn't be here at this point. Um, you know, obviously the Rams are kind of a toss up, but you know they were kind of going. You you thought maybe like the Packers and the Bucks would be in over them, but yeah, that's it. It should be a fun playoffs, and and whoever wins it, hopefully. It'll be like their first time or, you know, I mean, maybe we'll have a, a second timer. But David, what did you take from this week in the playoffs? For me, I realized that the kicker is one of the most important positions on any team. I, I know like I know a couple of years ago, everybody was like, was like, what's the point in having a kicker? Like, they don't make anything. You know what I mean? They're not they're not doing their job. And, and this year they've been so important. They've won so many games. And when you and look at even- I remember earlier in their season when it was just you, me, and Dom, we tossed up that question as well. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they've been super valuable, especially in, in, you know, these playoffs and stuff like that. We kind of saw the Rams seal it with a a kick to win it. And then, you know, the Chiefs, I think, kicked a field goal to send it in overtime. So, yeah. Um, I think the one thing that I took away from this week was, you know, just because you're a favorite doesn't mean you're going to win. You know what I mean? You got to kind of go out there and play and, and put it on the field. And, you know, I think that we've seen. And then the other thing that I think I took from it was the young quarterbacks that we have in this league are going to be really fun to watch over the next 10 years. Um, and that's all I'll say from that, because I don't want to ruin any of our topics that we have coming up. But but they're, they're going to be fun. So speaking of two young quarterbacks, are going to be fun to watch over the next 10 to 15 years. Moving on to our second down topic one. The Bills-Chiefs game, a lot of people said that this was the best playoff game they've ever watched, and a lot of people say this is the best playoff game that we're going to get this season. Do you guys think this is the best playoff game that we're going to get, or do you think there's another game that we're going to get that's going to be equally or better going forward? David, what do you think? I won't say never. Uh, It's a possibility down the future because it's the saying, any given Sunday. So – could we get another game, whether it's this season or next season, that matches this game? It is a toss-up. We don't know. Uh, at the same time, this is very opinion-based. However, yes, uh, from this playoff season, yes, I think that this was the best playoff game that we've ever had. Between yeah. John Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they were putting up insane numbers between the two of them. You get Allen, who went 27 for 37, 329 yards, four touchdowns, a 90 QBR. 
and ran for 68 yards. Mahomes went 33 for 44, 378, three touchdowns and 96 QBR, ran for 69 yards and one rushing touchdown. Yeah, I think it was like the last two minutes of the game in overtime. Both quarterbacks had 150 plus yards, 73 plus percent completion and two total touchdowns. So, I mean, they they both led like two game-winning drives pretty much there at the end of the game. But what do you think about this game, Brian, in general? And then do you think this is the best playoff game that we've gotten in a while? And do you think maybe the rest of this playoffs, we're going to get another game to this caliber? Uh, in general, I'm just going to build up a little bit of like what David said was, I mean, this was great quarterback play from both guys. And one like interesting thing I'd put out there is, you know, for how many throws were you know done in this game there was zero interception I mean that just shows you how accurate these guys were being and uh, I think honestly one another kind of like takeaway is I think the Chiefs Bills are setting up to be arguably the best non-divisional rivalry in the NFL for years to come but uh, I definitely don't I don't imagine there's going to be a better playoff game this year because I mean that was just so hard to beat that was back forth you know you had no idea who was going to come out on top mm-hmm. yeah I mean that's probably arguably the the two best teams in the NFL right now and unfortunately they're just in the same conference you know I, I saw some uh, image the other day that had a that said that this was the next Manning Brady battle and I, you know what I mean obviously these guys are their own quarterbacks they're going to write their own you know their own career their own history and stuff like that but yeah, I mean, I think I think in the AFC, these guys are going to go to battle. They're going to go to war for the next, you know, 10 to 15 years. And and we'll kind of see who had the better career. Maybe one will have, you know, the Tom Brady career, or maybe they'll both, you know, kind of go back and forth. But speaking of one of those guys and Brady, his future is uncertain. So for our topic two, I kind of wanted to see if you guys really thought that he was going to retire, or do you think maybe he's just, you know, feeling himself after that loss? Brian, what do you think? I think he's feeling himself after that loss. I think he's going to come back back next year. I will say next year might be his last year, but I mean, after every season for the last, what, four or five years, everybody's been talking about him retiring. So I think he's got at least one more year before he gives it up. Okay. David, what do you think? I think that I agree with Brian that he probably has one more year in him. I would still say no on the grounds that I think he would want to end on a high note with another Super Bowl victory. However, that also depends on, I think that it depends on his wife and what she has to say. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, these, these guys go out there and they, they put their, you know, <laughs> lack of a better word, they, they put their lives on the line. You know, you could, you could get one hit, you know, that destroys your knee or your shoulder or you, you get a hit to the head. You know, I mean, we've seen what's happened to like Ryan Shazier and, you know, other guys like that. So your life can be in, impacted drastically. You know what I mean? I think I think this was the first year, though, that he's been that he's shown uncertainty about coming back. Usually he's like, yeah, I'm going to be back next year. I want to be competing. And this was like the first year that he's kind of shown uncertainty. And I think that's why a lot of people think he might retire um, mm-hmm. as much as he's wreaked havoc on the NFL and. You know, and when he was with the Patriots, wreaked havoc on the Steelers and stuff like that. I, I think that he deserves to have like a Manning kind of year where he comes back and he goes like, "Hey, this is my last year. Whatever I do in this last year, I do." You know what I mean? I think he deserves to get that like, you know, goodbye world tour 
for how good he's been for all everything that he's done. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, if he retires, I think, you know, he's still the GOAT. I don't think that he went out in a bad way. I mean, he played a phenomenal game against the Rams. He can't help that his team let him down at the end. You know what I mean? To to go one safety covering Cooper Cup on the middle and let Cooper Cup get behind you, that's not Tom Brady's fault. That's the defense's fault. You know what I mean? That's that's the defensive coordinator's fault that he blitzed so many guys and, and left Cooper Cup one-on-one. I mean, that's you just don't do that. I think that if anything, he played a phenomenal game and and I think he deserves the right to choose if he wants to retire or not. And you're right, David. It kind of depends on, you know, I mean, you got family and kids and stuff like that. But but to move on to another guy who's probably a future Hall of Famer. And, you know, in my opinion, his legacy kind of got a little bit, you know, hurt. And I think people are going to view him a little differently going forward. But how do you guys feel about Rogers, you know, past performance? And and how do you feel like that? you know, impacts his legacy. David, I'll let you go first. While I still think he'll be a future Hall of Famer in the end, I think that it still does impact his career to some extent. Because when you think about it, pretty much for the last 30 years, 20, 30 years, they've had the, the when I say they, I mean the Green Bay Packers, have had two of the most dominant quarterbacks the league's probably ever seen and come to fruition with two or three Super Bowls. It does impact it to some extent. Brian, what do you think? Uh, I definitely think he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but this is definitely going to be, you know, hurting his legacy. I mean, he's been playing at a super high level with a really good team for, you know, a decade plus and, to only get one Super Bowl and to keep, you know, making the playoffs, but then getting knocked out just hurts, you know, how people look at him. Um, I will admit a lot of the time it's not so much his fault. Last year, I, I would blame more coaching and some really bad calls on the coaching staff for them getting knocked out. This year, I really don't know what went wrong, but I was really surprised when they lost. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard one phrase was that, you know, he'll just – he'll be viewed viewed as somebody who always came up short. You know what I mean? I think he kind of goes into that category of like a Paul Marino, um, you know, maybe an Elway, like guys who only got one or didn't get any. And they were, they were better than that. They, they were better to only have one or don't, or to not have any at all. And, you know, I think you said it, you know, correct in that he was, he's, he's too good to only have, you know, make it to the playoffs almost every single year. I mean, I think they said the last three seasons, they're like 39 and four or no, sorry. It's around there. They have like 30, 36 to 39 wins over the last three seasons, which is like the most in the NFL. And they've been bumped out of the playoffs each year. You know what I mean? And Rogers is pretty much an MVP candidate this year. He probably could win the MVP. You know what I mean? Obviously I think Brady might win it, but you know, last year he won the MVP and I don't know. He definitely didn't play a very good game. To only to play at home and to only score 10 points, that kind of hurts. But yeah, it'll be interesting. If he stays in Green Bay, you hope he gets another one. If he goes somewhere else, you hope he gets another one. That way he can kind of be like, hey, I can do it. But yeah, that definitely hurts. Real quick, uh, to kind of branch off on that. If he does leave, where do you guys think he's gonna go? Okay. Um I think I think the 49ers or atop of his list. I think he I think he wants to go out to California. 
that's where his like fiance, I think she is now or girlfriend. Um, she's in California in LA, all that stuff. I think he wants to go where it's warm and he really, I think he really wanted to be drafted by the 49ers all those years ago. Um, cause he was, was he Cal, he was Cal state when college, I think. So up for you. He, he played, I think he played out there. I think he wanted to be drafted by the 49ers. So I think, I think he, and that, that team has a really good defense. Debo Samuel's a, a true number one wide receiver. Um, they don't need to really add much to make that team a playoff team. And I think adding him would just, I mean, they're already in the, in the NFC championship game. So um, yeah, I think that that would probably be, you know, his desired destination. Cause I don't really see another team that he can just step into and they would, you know what I mean? That they would, that wouldn't need to add anything. Mm, yeah. He, uh, he played out there at university, of California, Berkeley. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Um, I mean, there's a lot of rumors about the Broncos that could happen. Yeah. I could go on a little off, but I could definitely, I could maybe see, uh, the Packers and the Raiders maybe making a, you know, QB trade with some draft picks and mm-hmm. seeing how it works. Swap, and God, swap QBs. Yeah, I really hope this doesn't happen, but he could end up going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Please, God, no. Don't, the only thing that I have with that is I think that he would look at that team and be like, that offensive line is not very good, and then they don't really have a number one wide receiver. You know what I mean? Like, like I guess I guess if they if they could bolster that offensive line and add a number one wide receiver in the offseason, then I think that defense is good enough to be like, yeah, I could go play for that team. You know what I mean? And, and listen, as a Steelers fan, to go from Big Ben to Aaron Rodgers, like, uh, yeah, that would be amazing. But I just I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I do. I do like the Raiders, though. I, I think that's a team that's they're they're just kind of like a number one wide receiver away because they do have Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. Like, that'd be a good team. Putting out, you know, then the Packers would get an experienced quarterback in car. Yeah, I don't not trying to, you know, crap on the guy, but love I don't think has really impressed them with what little they've seen of him so far so at least they'll be getting a veteran quarterback yeah and I mean if they go with the 49ers <laughs> they, they they do get Jimmy G like I'm not saying Jimmy G is like amazing but I don't think that he's that much worse than Derek Carr and at least he can kind of step in and you know hold down the fort until they find their replacement um yeah. and I'm you're right Jordan loves not. I mean, I've I've heard reports that they call him a scout team quarterback. So <laughs> definitely not not a not a pick that they were. I think that was worth making. But anyway, talking about legacies and talking about careers, you know, as we record this tonight, earlier today, Sean Payton decided to step away from the New Orleans Saints um, and kind of end his career there as head coach. What do you guys make of this move? And then you know. How do you guys reflect on his career? Uh, Brian, I'll let you go first. First, I'd like to say I was surprised. I just found out about this right before the show because I did not hear about it. Uh, I'm maybe assuming, I mean, he's been with the NFL for a long time. I think maybe he was just a little burned out, wanted to make a change. So I don't think it's going to affect like his legacy or anything. I think he's still going to go down as a really solid coach. Yeah. David, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think stepping down hurts his legacy at all. Pretty much since his tenure began, the Saints have been at worst a 500 team or around a 500 team. And they've always been 
contenders when people talk about the Super Bowl. It's like you could never leave the Saints and Sean Payton out of the question, especially a Sean Payton Saints team that was led by Drew Brees. I think that Sean Payton and Drew Brees kind of go hand in hand. I don't think that he would want to go through with another rebuild with a new quarterback. He wouldn't find that fair to not only himself and his family and the fans. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with you, David. I think he looked at that and he was like, ah, I don't really want to go through a rebuild. <laughs> Cause I mean, listen, I mean, Jameis, Jameis was doing fine, but you know, I don't, I don't think Jameis is going to set the world on fire, but I, I just don't think that Sean Payton wanted to do it. You know what I mean? I think he said, I'll step away. Maybe I'll um, take a year off. And then I'll, uh, if, a, if a job opens up that makes sense, I'll come back and take it. Um, but I don't really want any business with, you know, going through this rebuild of his team. Um, he's like, and, and maybe, maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. You know what I mean? Cause you can kind of look at Mike Tomlin with the Steelers. He's going to kind of go through the same thing over the next couple of years. And, you know, Belichick, he did it for a year now, granted, you know, they were still a 500 team, but, um, but he was able to turn that team around in a year. So it's definitely interesting. No, I mean, Sean Payton, when you, when you think about coaches, obviously Belichick's going to be on the top, but I mean, after that, Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin, like those guys are right underneath, you know what I mean? Having amazing careers, very consistent. Like you said, always in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think this hurts it at all. And you know what I mean? If he truly decides to retire, then awesome. Great decision. So but to kind of go on to some more fun news, um, I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on like how much money you would actually put down on the Bengals beating the Chiefs. And I want like an actual, you know, money amount. You know what I mean? This is just like if you had infinite money, amount of money and you could put it down on there, how much money would you actually bet that the Bengals would beat the Chiefs this week? And then why? Uh, Brian, I'll let you go first. I'm not super confident in them, but I would I'd be want to put like 500 down. I mean, they've already beaten the Chiefs once this season. They're playing at a really high level. And, uh, I mean, Joe Burrow has been amazing. The Chiefs, they've kind of struggled. I mean, against the Bills, you saw a couple of times where uh, that defense just let guys get wide open, you know, the defender tripped or just, you know, blown coverages. So, I think uh, Jamar Chase – you know, that's somebody you do not want to blow a coverage on. So I could see it happening. Okay. All right. David, where are you at with this? If I, as you said, theoretically speaking, had an unlimited amount of money, I'm going to go confident. I'm going to say 750 on it over Brian's 500. Okay. Because for the Bengals to go from a number, drafting number one overall, what, two, three years ago now? I think it would only be two years ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. To being in the conference championship two years after that, especially with their offensive line woes, they have nothing really to lose and everything to gain. So they're if they lose against the Chiefs, no one's going to go blaming this guy, this guy. Everyone's going to be impressed as hell that they even made it this far in this short a time. So – that's what I would have to take on. That's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. I, this is, this is how I'm going to break this down. I think 
we've seen a lot of, you know, like our, like well, the quarterbacks that we grew up watching, they've all pretty much retired. You know what I mean? Obviously we saw Peyton retire three or four years ago. You know, Brady's considering it. We saw Roethlisberger retire this year. Phillip Rivers retired last year. And, um, you know, so those four guys, you know, went to war. I think you could probably add Carson Palmer in there mm-hmm. as well. You know, over over our lifetime, those five guys went to war. So I think when you talk about the young quarterbacks in the AFC now, when you talk about Josh Allen, you talk about Patrick Mahomes, you talk about Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and I think that you could potentially put Mac Jones in that list. I think maybe we could watch him for a couple more years and see if he deserves to be on that list. But I think right now you could put him on there. So you, I think you have the five quarterbacks of the future for the AFC right there. Mm-hmm. So I think this game really kind of starts to help put in motion which one of those guys each of them are. You know what I mean? Which one is going to be the next Brady in the AFC that kind of torments everybody and and nobody can get past. You know what I mean? Which one's going to be the Peyton Manning that's always right on his heels um, and is his biggest you know foe? Who's gonna Who's gonna be the Big Ben? Who's gonna be Carson Palmer and Philip Rivers, who are who are super good quarterbacks, but they just can never get, you know, a Super Bowl, can't get over the hump. And, you know, I think this is going to be another one of those games in the, these guys' early parts of their careers that we look at and we were like, yes, that's a moment where this started. And, you know, I think that Joe Burrow is, he has that, that like, I want to call it moxie, but he just has that something about him that that he's going to win and he stays cool under pressure no matter what, you know what I mean? And I think I, if I had infinite amount of money, I'd probably put a thousand down on them to win. You know what I mean? I like Patrick Mahomes. I like the chiefs, but Joe Burrow just has something different. And until he, until he goes out there and shows me that he doesn't have it anymore, you know, I, I kind of have the utmost faith that he's going to be able to, to win in these situations. Cause all he's done is win in big situations. You know what I mean? We haven't seen him come up short yet. So there's still time for it, but we just haven't seen him come up short yet. And he's always he's always beat the odds. So I think this will be a fun game. I think for as as much as people loved the Bills Chiefs game, I think this game is going to be almost as fun and it has the potential to be even funner to watch. But we heard through our big section of second down there. We're going to move on to our third down. We're going to break down the game of the week last week and last week, Bucks versus Rams. Now, obviously, this game ended. In crazy fashion, I kind of already, you know, pointed it out earlier with uh, Cooper Cup getting free over the middle, getting behind the safety and getting that big, I think it was 40-something yards, putting them in field goal range. But what do you guys take away from this game? And what do you guys take away from what Matthew Stafford was able to do? Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of maybe a little cautious when, you know, the Rams traded for Stafford. I Definitely think he's proven to everybody that was thinking that wrong. I mean, this was a great game. Uh, Stafford, 366 yards. Brady, 329 yards. Uh, to me, the two the two di- difference makers that really helped the Rams was, one, the defense. You know, they just did not let Brady get comfortable. And two, Cooper Cup. I mean, 183 yards. He was averaging 20 yards. So, I mean, he wasn't just, you know, going out there catching for five or six yards. He was getting big plays throughout the night. And, uh, I mean, I just – it was a great game. I'm really curious to see if the Rams can make it to the Super Bowl this year. And you got to love it when Brady gets a taunting or unsportsmanlike penalty because you don't see that very often. Yeah. 
David, what do you think about this game? I think that kind of go off of Brian's the little. I think that, yeah, people were a tiny bit cautious with the trade. I think that they were a bit more cautious with the kind of like the level of trade and who got what and stuff like that more than the actual capability of Matt Stafford because Matt Stafford on a Detroit Lions team, he pretty much since he got drafted made the Detroit Lions a decent team at best. I think that he just needed a new space and some actual playmakers around him to finally get him over that hump and into the playoffs. Now, where I think the biggest cause or caution with Matt Stafford was his last two or three weeks where he threw like almost 10 interceptions or something like that, some crazy amount. And I think that's where kind of like the caution kind of came in. And because I, I addressed it when with me and Brian and John one episode, and I wanted to see how these guys viewed the interceptions and his, and his basically his play the last couple of weeks and how they would affect in the playoffs. Obviously that didn't affect all that much. And he was able to lead the Rams to a victory over the bucks, whether that was just by chance or whatever. I think a lot of people were concerned going into the playoffs about Matthew Stafford and whether or not he can get it done. I think rightfully so. He wasn't playing very good. He was making a lot of mistakes, but I think this is big for his legacy. You know what I mean? I think if if he can make it to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, I think that really helps him out. Um, but even if he doesn't, I think that if if he can play hard and mistake-free and he's not the reason they lose, I think that that he kind of cements himself as like a guy that's like, hey, this is a this is one of those guys that was just a really rare talent that never that never got it done in the big game or never got a chance to get to the big game. So, but yeah, that that I think that was a fun game to watch. Obviously, you had Brady's big comeback there, but he just wasn't able to get it done. Moving on to fourth down, I don't have a specific game to break down this week because there's only two, but I kind of wanted to get your guys's opinion on which one you thought. Um, would be like the better game to watch or the more fun game to watch in your opinion. So uh, David, I'll let you start off. For me, I would say probably the Bengals chiefs game because it's a matter of where does the future take us? And they just happen to be in the same conference. So for me, it's a matter of future going Bengals chiefs. Okay. Uh, Brian, what do you think? I want to agree with uh, David. I mean, this game or uh, this game's got you know the perfect set to be another big shootout. Seeing a lot of big plays, and where like uh, NFC, it's kind of a game with you know two older quarterbacks. I won't call them old, but you know older. This is a game between two young quarterbacks that are still you know just entering their prime. Anyway, I think the Rams 49ers games is, is it's going to be a little bit more gritty. It's going to be more run heavy with the 49ers like they always are. So I don't know if we're going to see a, a big scoring game because that, that 49ers defense is is pretty legit and they keep them in games. And obviously they've played each other, you know, a bunch in the regular season in the past couple of years. So they they have a good idea of how they each want to play. So I think that one's going to be a little bit you know, more methodical. When you talk about the Bengals Chiefs game, I think that could be a shootout. You know, I mean, obviously it's hard to stop Patrick Mahomes in that offense. I think if anything, the Bengals defense can get it done. 
But again, like Brian said, you you don't want to leave Jamar Chase open, and they did it before. So if the Chiefs can learn from their mistakes, then then maybe they come out with this win. But I think that'll be the more fun game to watch because, like I said, that's we're we're starting to solidify, you know, which which role each of these quarterbacks are going to sit in throughout their career, and you know who who they're going to kind of be like those guys that we used to watch. You know what I mean? At least at least career trajectory wise. So. Um, and maybe maybe they make their own path and maybe we're talking about it again in 15 years about, you know, which new quarterbacks are going to be these guys. But yeah, I think the Bengals Chiefs game is going to be more fun to watch. Moving on to our two point conversion, we did move the episode around a little bit. So in this week's episode, I wanted to get the guy's opinion on, you know, one player to watch out for in this week of the playoffs. Brian, who do you got? Uh, I mentioned him last week. I definitely mentioned him this week. I uh, got Jamar or uh, I got Jamar Chase. I mean, <clears throat> he's a rookie wide receiver, but of the two playoff games he's played, he's gotten over a hundred yards on both. Last week he averaged twenty one point eight yards per catch, and I mean, like we've said a couple times now, he is not somebody you want to leave open. You're going to want to double team him. Mm-hmm. So I just, I definitely could see him making some big plays against that Chiefs defense. Okay. David, who's your one player to watch? I'm going to go with Matt Stafford on this one. I think that he's been able to make the throws that he need needed to make and needs to make. Uh, he was uh, able to lead. He he was he was able to lead his team to two playoff victories right at the moment, and basically just say, "Hey, I understand that there was doubt." prior to the playoffs starting, but I'm still the solid, confident quarterback that you guys thought I was at the start of the season. I'm able to over, I'm, I'm able to adapt and so on and so forth. So I would like to see him in the Super Bowl and basically solidify his career. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to follow your suit, David, and go with quarterback, but I'm going to pick a different quarterback. I'm going to go ahead and go with Jimmy G. I think he has to come out and play his, you know, the next two games, he's going to have to play his, his best two games. You know what I mean? One to beat the Rams and the other one to win a Super Bowl. And I think if he kind of goes out there and he doesn't really add much to the team again, you know, because last week he didn't really add much to the team. Like he, he didn't win that game for them. Their defense won the game and their special teams won the game. And he went out there and had a lackluster game. So he needs to show up big and he's the guy that I'm going to be watching because, you know, as much as I say, I don't think that game is going to be a shootout. It could get away from the 49ers real quick because Matthew Stafford and Cooper cup are, you know, top five quarterback wide receiver duo in the league this year. And then going forward for the next couple of years, you know what I mean? Bearing injury and stuff like that, but he's, he's not going to be able to turn around and hand the ball off. He's going to have to drop back in the pocket and, and throw some passes and, He's going to have to win them that game. So that's the guy that I'm looking out for. But anybody else that you guys had on mind that you want to look out for, you want to move on to our trivia question? I'll put one more out there. Okay. I got OBJ. I mean, when you came out, you know, when he got traded over from the Browns, I mean, he's been very good for that Rams team. He's been uh, somebody that you've seen Stafford throw to a lot, both in just big plays downfield for a lot of yards, but also – He's somebody that you can tell that team trusts to convert on dirt on third down and just, you know, get a first down. So 
I think he's somebody to watch, and I think he's got to play really well because, you know, he's on a one-year deal. So he's planning to impress other teams because I kind of have my doubts on if the Rams are going to, you know, re-sign him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree. You know what I mean? I think I think a lot of people had that question of whether or not or it was the Browns and Baker Mayfield, and I think that question's been answered yeah. because he's he's put up more stats, I think, in this second half of the year than he had for the majority of his time in Cleveland. So, yeah, yeah. That's, definitely, that's definitely a good one, especially if he can kind of come out and be a contributing factor to the reason that they make it to the Super Bowl. You got another one, David, or are you, you ready for the trivia question? Let's get this question going. All righty. So – because Sean Payton decided to step away today, I wanted to make the you know trivia question about him. And obviously we kind of hit on it on his great career that he's had as a coach. He has a total of 139 regular season and postseason wins in his career as a head coach. What does that put him all time? So like rank wise, one through whatever. What do you where do you think he got where do you think he lies at? He said 139. He yeah, has 139 total regular season and postseason win. I'm gonna say seventh. Seventh. I'm gonna go lower than that. I'm gonna go 15. Okay. okay. Da- David was closer. He's 26th. Okay. So he has he has a total record of 139 and 84, win percentage of a uh, 62.3 percent. So and that that's also including his eight postseason wins that he's had. Um, which also when you kind of put that in perspective, they've only had eight postseason wins and he's been there since 2006. So that's also kind of something to think about, but now they they've consistently had winning seasons. I mean, him and Drew Brees, like David said, consistently put them in chances to, you know, make the playoffs and even make it to the Super Bowl. But yeah, I think that's a pretty good career. 139 wins. That's not bad. (laughs) Nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, if it's 139 wins and he's a positive, like above 500. Yeah, he's anywhere. at 62%. So, and that's not, not a lot of guys can say that they, they hit that mark. You know what I mean? I think, I think when you think about it, especially being a coach for that long, I really think it's just him, Belichick, Mike Tomlin. Is there anybody else right now that's been a coach for that long? Andy Reid, maybe? Yeah, maybe, it's Andy maybe, Reed. maybe, maybe Andy Reid. And then um, oh, the coach for the Bucks. Oh, uh, yep. We're yeah. serious. So, yeah. And I, I don't know what – I don't know off the top of my head what their win percentage is. But, but yeah, that's pretty impressive. So mm. – but uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. This was a this was an awesome show. I know we had a lot of topics to get through, but there was a lot of stuff that that kind of happened this past week and in the past couple of days. So we are super excited about kind of watching this week of football and these playoff weeks. Obviously, we're getting closer and closer to the Super Bowl, so we're gonna have fun with that. Whoever gets there, but again, thank you all for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill presented by Deep Dive Sports. Make sure to follow our Instagram for Two Minute Drill. It's gonna be Two Minute Drill DDS. And then make sure to follow Deep Dive Sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more updates there. As always, I am Nick. I had David and Brian with me today, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. 
And make sure to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast, BDS. Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, Two Minute Drill listeners, until next time.